You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. As always, it is a great day to be a Tar Heel. Happy Monday. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. So excited that you are rocking with me today. Make sure if you have not already, do yourself a favor, download and subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We're going to go over the game against Florida State. What went right? What went horribly wrong? We're going to talk about it. We'll get through it. It's all over. It's all good. We're going to discuss Mac Brown's post-game presser. What were his thoughts of the game? What were his thoughts of his team's performance? Let's talk about that. Finally, we've got a great our key observations that we made on Friday. Did they hold true? We'll find that all out today here on Locked on Tar Heels. Now, first up, let's talk about the game. Overall, Carolina struggled a bit, <laughs> tad and a bit to beat Florida State. Coming up short, 28-31 in the game on Saturday. There was clearly no love lost between Florida State fans and Sam Howell. He got it good from the minute he got his name called until the end of the game. Sam Howell was feeling it from every side. Now, they started the game with a quick three and out, a couple muff punts, had a fumble recovery, pick six. All things could go wrong <laughs> in the first half of the game. Certainly went wrong. And I was on a, I was on a podcast, Knowles Anonymous, and we were talking about quarterback Jordan Travis for the Seminoles and how he was just starting to show up. And damn it, did he? I, I said on the podcast, you know what? They're going to pick a time to show up. And this might just be the game. Unfortunately, that's what the Seminoles decided to do defensively. We have both talked about our defensive struggles and how it, everyone gets tired of being picked on. Everyone gets tired of being the side of the ball that is on the opposite side, the wrong side of the highlight reel. And that's clearly what FSU's defense was saying on Saturday. It was pretty plain and clear that they were tired of being picked on. They were tired of being the group that didn't come through for the team. It was clear to me that Florida State offense was giving us every reason to stay in that game. And it was just a struggle as much as you can say. I love a good tackle and I didn't quite see that on Saturday. <laughs> it was the first time all season being down. It was one of the greatest comeback attempts for the Carolina Tar Heels, but they came up short. Sam Howell definitely saw some interesting play calling as people were targeting him yet again for another week. And you know what? I'm about tired of you hitting my quarterback, knocking his head loose. He had one big pulling his helmet, all the good stuff, trying to play. It was just, it was awful. I think it was gross, but you know, hey, what can you do? I just try and mind my little business, but I'm ready to take my hoops off and put my Vaseline on anytime. So, what can we take away from the first half? Honestly, we just played horribly. It was the worst first half of football I have seen from Carolina in the past two seasons or since Mac Brown's return. Now, we always struggle in the second quarter. It's always been our thing. For some reason, we either rest on our laurels because we go up high in the first quarter or we just, you know, we don't get it done and we get too comfortable. We don't go for the deep throws or we just, I don't know. It's something about the second quarter for us is always our kryptonite. And that's fine. If you do something in the first quarter, but that is not what Carolina did. 24 points for FSU in the second quarter. 24. That's 
not acceptable. Like that's something that we cannot have happen for any team. It was 15-31 with 4.07 left in the third quarter, third quarter, and our penalties were up to about five by then. And, of course, we kept getting penalties up to about seven or eight by the time the game ended. And, once again, we were just an undisciplined team. So, when it was all said and done, of course, comebacks are cool. And, of course, people want to have those moral victories and feel like, oh, yeah, we could probably be a better team and we should just keep our heads high because five years ago it wouldn't have been the same thing. You know, we would have just rallied back a little bit better. And I'm like, at this point, no, I'm not having that. You know, I'm not having that where we're still holding on to moral victories. We're keeping our heads high. BS. Like you're literally a top five team in the country for a reason because people are scared of you. People know that you have talent at this point. They're throwing Gatorade on a coach for his first ACC win and you're a top five team. People know just how talented you are. You have to start acting like it. More importantly, you have to start playing like it. So yes, while people are hard on you, it's not because I'm hard on the guys. I'm really hard on the people who get in some checks because I wasn't feeling some of the play calling that they were trying to decide on. The fact that we were going on a fourth and three and not kicking in. And then when I saw our kicker actually miss a field goal, I was like, okay, I see. I get it now. I understand why we don't trust our kicking team. But at the same time, there was just so many opportunities for Sam Howell to just throw the long ball. We have so many weapons at receiver. And the fact that we were trying to do it, it just, it was 2019 Carolina football all over again, where they just decided to wake up when it was too little, absolutely too late. But, you know, at the end of the day, we got to keep our heads held high. We have to move on. We have to get ready for NC State because NC State sure as hell is getting ready for us. So while we still break down this Florida State game, I just want to, like, you know, come clear as you come on this podcast. No, I am hard on my team because I'm a former athlete. I get it. And I know as a former athlete, I can give two craps about a moral victory. If we lost, we lost. Ain't no held hand held high. None of that. Like, I don't want to. That doesn't make me feel better. Like, I understand and I get what the sentiment is around it. But when you're an athlete, you're a competitor, when you're trying to be the absolute best, when you want to be respected, when there is a target on your back, which is apparently what that was for Carolina, you have to step up to the plate. You're on ABC. You're on prime time. Nothing but lights, baby. It's It's Saturday Night Lights. We're ready to see you play. We're ready to see you ball. We're ready to. Like, everybody from Carolina wants to show what we've been talking about, what we've been hyping it up. And you got to step up to the plate, period. Like, are we going to be hard on you? Sure. Are we going to be there to pick you up when you're down? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I want Carolina to start feeling like they are a top 10, top five talented team. And unfortunately, they choked. And that's just what it is. Like, it's okay to say. It's not like they're the most evil people in the world for saying it. Like, they choked. Okay? Like, let's just have it out. So... That's my piece about that. (laughs) I'm going to move on and talk about Mac Brown's presser next on Locked on Tar Heels. But first, do you ever feel like you're always on? Same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. Then I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink beer. 
Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. So in less than 10 minutes, the energy Mac Brown was everything I needed to know about how he felt towards Saturday's loss. Yes, he was proud of the guys, but it was cut and dry. It was under 10 minutes. And as we all know, Mac Brown could talk to you for days, but he kept it short and sweet. Listen to the point. He had an awful first half. We came back in the second half and was doing what Carolina normally does, and which is playing great ball. But unfortunately, they just ran out of time. So he wasn't upset about the loss. He was more upset because he didn't have more time, so they knew Florida State clearly was not going to offensively. They were poo-poo in the second half. And they Carolina could have capitalized on that. They just unfortunately ran out of time. Talking about that second half, Carolina had opportunity to get it together and get it under control, but there were some missed opportunities. Obviously not getting that touchdown on fourth and two, which Mac Brown pretty much highlighted as if you can't get it done on fourth and short, you're probably not going to win the game anyway, which, you know, for the most part, a lot of coaches agree. Now missing a field goal and eating up clock as they marched down the field was not exactly the most rewarding moment for the Carolina Tar Heels. We figured at least shorten it up but you got to capitalize off Trey Morrison's interception and we have been waiting for that turnover chain for how long turnover belt for how long we've been waiting for that thing we've been waiting for Carolina to capitalize defensively and get some points but it did not happen yet again now the final play of the game that I think was most stressful was missing three passes at the end Bo Corrales who was held absolutely not his day you see the jersey it's like Spider-Man when they're pulling don't you know it is what it is I guess we can just he didn't want to he didn't want to call it on him twice even though he got picked on and he lost every single time number nine on FSU but I'm not going to go into it I'm going to move on I don't care he got held Daz Newsome dropping it I think the moment got a little too big for him because he never misses that pass sure his day is long we'll catch that ball a hundred times over but in that moment he dropped it and then finally Javante Williams who was arguably the best player all day for me in my opinion I didn't understand why we did not feed it to him sooner now the first half I felt like we were trying to go very run heavy I didn't understand why we were just not relying on Sam's arm I don't know if there was something going on but it just seemed like he mentally wasn't there or confident to throw the long ball which fine but once you saw towards the end of the second half where he was just throwing darts it just seemed like where was that you know we were playing too conservative in my opinion now when I think about Michael Carter in his run game on Saturday he ran for 17 he carried for 17 and had 65 yards and long one was 13 of the day I think you know when you have 80 people come to a game it was only 26 for real but when you have a lot of people coming to the game sometimes you get a little caught up you get caught up in the excitement I'm sure everybody's texting you whether or not you have your phone on D&D do not disturb all that good stuff you know mama's gonna be there auntie all them it's a different vibe and atmosphere I don't know the correlation between having family at games but I would be had to say that sometimes when your family is there it brings a different type of pressure and you want to beat Florida State it's probably on your lifelong dream of bucket list growing up as a child there's people that I've wanted to swim against my entire life that I just when I got to beat them one good time I felt like I was doing something so I totally get it you know I just I wish it would have been different for this game now we also saw from a receiving standpoint Bo Corrales had a game he was doing his job four receptions for 141 yards and Deami Brown was only four for 56 yards and then we saw Daz Newsom four for 37 Joffrey Brown was one for 14 there were just opportunities there that I think 
you know, we did not utilize. And but it's not for lack of talent. It's not for not trusting. I just, I would love to know what it was mentally that they couldn't get over that hump. So Florida State had the talent. <laughs> Jordan Travis, I think he, I don't know if he broke his arm or his shoulders out of socket, but he was holding that left arm like something was going on. He finished the day eight for 19, 191 yards. His feet beat us, point blank period. When it's all said and done, you look at the stats and when you look at the replays of the game, his feet beat us. And unfortunately, we could not wrap tackles to save our life. We had a quiet day for Chas Surratt in only having three total tackles. You had a quiet day for Jeremiah Gimmel, who, yes, he had seven total tackles, but it wasn't, you know, the big hits that we're used to seeing. Don Chapman stepped up for Samari Fox had some good moments, but it wasn't what we're used to seeing of that defense. It, it was pretty apparent that our pass rush struggled. <laughs> we're missing Jason Strobridge. We're missing Aaron Crawford. We're missing something about leadership. Like, we're, we're missing some dogs out there in the front. Something's not going going on right in that line. And hopefully, you know, they can use this as a lesson and not want that same hurt as they go into NC State because you already know NC State, who is up 4-1, and one, they're ready, locked and loaded, to ready to beat us. They saw that loss, and they're like, yep, they're beatable. And high time, I'm going to tell you, listen, NC State, Carolina, that is not the game this season that we want to mess with. <laughs> I really want us to go in full, heads clear, come back as a revenge game. I know last year we swamped them, but it's not going to be the same NC State because they have a different level of confidence. So to me, I just hope that there was a night game, it was prime time, got a little overwhelmed, got a little big for our britches, but when it's all said and done, we're going to bounce back. So let's talk about our key observations after I tell you about Built Bar. I know you guys know I'm on this journey, making sure I get my fitness right. I'm trying to get in that gym, get tightened up. And of course, I can't do anything without my delicious tasting Built Bar. It's the best protein bar ever. It has 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, which makes Built Bar even more delicious. If you are a health conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Make sure you follow, download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. Make sure you're leaving five-star reviews. Leave me a review. Let me know how much you love the show. All that good stuff. You know how it goes. We're a Carolina family here. We're going to get through our wins, losses together. The University of National Champions expects greatness at all times. We want all of our teams to be at an elite level because we just bring in that type of talent. So good, bad, or otherwise, we're riding out. We are loyal to the soil, and that's what we're going to do. So let's talk about our key observations. Let's grade ourselves. How did we do on Friday when we talked about what we wanted to see from the Tar Heels against Florida State? Now, I said number one, defense has to step up. The young guns especially can't give Florida State the confidence in thinking they can run all over us or that QB Jordan Travis can leave the pocket or throw on the run. <clears throat> now, I'm not saying I'm an expert, but when I watch this stuff with my boyfriend, I just be like, you know what? I don't have to play it down to know what I see and know what I know. I mean, you know, I'm not saying you got to you know, put me on ESPN or all those greatest things. It would be nice. But I'm here on Locked On Podcast Network telling y'all the real, real. Them young boys, I needed y'all. I needed people to step up. I didn't quite see the way I wanted to. But I do think it comes down to basic fundamental stuff. You know, when you talk to Coach Bateman, Bateman about what he wants in his defense, it's as simple as wrapping the guy up 
making sure you don't miss a tackle, making sure you cover your next guy, cover your man, do what you have to do, don't miss a read. All that good stuff is just fundamental, good old-fashioned football. And I think Carolina just, whether they got too big for the moment, they gave Florida State the confidence that they needed, which is what we could not. That was the one thing you couldn't do is give Florida State confidence because, hell, we all knew that they had the talent. It's plain as day. You don't go to Florida State for nothing, and you don't get recruited by Florida State if you're a scrub. So the confidence is certainly what the team needed, and they got it, unfortunately, for the heels. Number two, healthy returns. We needed Raymond Vahasic, who had a big day. Didn't see Jaquarius Conley, but it was certainly nice to have Raymond back, who finished with three total tackles, two solo, and one tackle for a loss. It was nice to see him step up for the group. Some other guys that I thought did had a great game, Cameron Kelly. Patrice Renee, Tyrone Hopper, excuse me, Don Chapman, all those guys had a good solid day. And of course, my guy Trey Morrison with the turnover had, you know, the opportunity to, you know, get some points off that, but we didn't. And, you know, we'll live and we'll learn and we'll understand that that's what makes teams great is when you capitalize off some turnovers from defense. Number three, offensive line needs another big game. Now, when Sam Howell decided that he was going to throw, he did great. When the, posh, when the pocket was patient, we saw a great, great offensive line. However, I don't understand why we got confident in thinking our offensive line had one great game. But they, to me, how do I put this nicely? So they were confident enough to allow them to let Michael and Javante get busy. However, once it stopped working, I feel like you got to change the system. You got to do what the Florida State defense is giving you. And what they're giving you is they're coming at you pretty hard and fast. We need to get that ball out of Sam's hands and make sure you're throwing it to a De'Ami Brown or a Daz Newsom. I'm not understanding why that's complicated. You know, we talk about the kiss method over here at Carolina. We want to keep it simple. The run game wasn't working. Michael Carter was getting eaten up back there in the backfield. He was barely getting to the line of scrimmage sometimes. So we had to make that change quick. And I get you trust the guys who are playing unselfish ball. I get you want to make sure that they keep their confidence. They want to keep the rhythm. They'll get it back. But it was it just wasn't happening. And that's okay. Like in some games, it just doesn't happen. You know, you have an off off day. And that's fine. But we got we had too many weapons not to have figured it out quickly. It showed itself in the second half. Number four, gotta see the turnover belt, which we did. We because of a pick six or a pick two to set up for a touchdown. That was my one little asterisk for the uh, seeing the turnover belt. If we're going to turn it over, we're going to try and get it. We got to capitalize with some points. That's what makes elite teams elite teams. You have to make the other team pay for their mistakes. Unfortunately, Carolina did not do that, whether it was from getting a touchdown, which they missed an opportunity, and from a field goal. I think the pressure of it was all said and done when you saw the last couple plays of the game and it was going to be a very long, what, 45, 50-yard field goal attempt. They were like, screw it. We might as well just try and, you know, do it with the guy, the wide receivers, Javante, and all of them out. They didn't trust him. After you miss one, and we don't have time for uh, trusting Kyle Chickers. Absolutely not. You met, You had your point. You Listen, you had your opportunity. You didn't quite get it through. So we're gonna have to move on because we, we don't have time in this in the spotlight. We're trying to win. And we can't we can't deal with nerves at the moment. This is not um, Mr. Weiler. <laughs> we can't, this ain't the same thing. It hurt. It definitely hurt because I just I wanted to make sure that Florida State paid for their mistake because they made plenty and it did not happen. Number five, playing clean ball. Carolina 
once again, struggling in the penalty category. It just seemed like we could not catch a freaking break, you know, and I was just, I wanted to see some great, great ball protection, some making sure that we are not getting in our own way. And we all know the first half, (laughs) Carolina did everything to get in its own way. It just, it was not going well for the heels. I'm proud that we bounced back and were able to get it done. But I think that you made Florida State look better I can't, well, I can't decide. I can't decide if you made Florida State look better than they actually are, or they've always been that way. They just needed to get it together. And I'm sad that it had to be against Carolina. But when you look at the box score and you look at the different quarters, Carolina was zero and then seven points in the first half. Florida State, seven and then 24. They did not score in the second half. It was an even game. They did not score in the second half. Carolina is that good. Your defense figured it out. You got, they got, they scored points off of luck. So it just, it was a matter of who is the conversation being, who's talking it up? Who's letting them know that? Who is saying like, guys, they only made points off of our mistakes. Clean it up a bit. We'll be fine if you just clean it the F up. You stop playing like some jokers out here and play like the Carolina we know you are. And second half, they did that. But unfortunately, it was just they ran out of time. Have we had five more good minutes and two more good downs? I promised you, Javante would have ran it for a score, would have popped it for a touchdown, whatever. They would have thrown it to Diami, would have been done for the day, but... We always talk about shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and unfortunately, it just didn't. And that's all right. We'll just keep it focused. We're going to turn our sights towards Carolina versus State. They'll be playing high noon on ESPN on Saturday. We'll discuss that. More importantly, we're going to make sure that we really get on tap and focus. Refocus. It's a new week. Mac Brown has always talked about how it's harder to coach guys after losses, but I think that, you know, Carolina knows what they need to do, period. And that's just what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to sack up and just get it done. So tune in on Tuesday. We're going to recap Mac Mondays, talk about his press conference. We'll talk about the coordinators and what they thought of the game and how much accountability they took for the loss. And we'll focus and then get ready and talk about that team over there in Raleigh. So make sure you be safe. You stay smart out there. You're wearing that mask. And above all else, go Heels. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.